Good morning. We've reached the halfway point of June, 15th of June on Wednesday here. We've got some hockey today and we've got some good baseball picks. But I want to do the hockey last. It's a confusing one. I'm going to go first into hockey. All right. So the first order of business is who's going to win this doggone game and what and then what's the total going to be? And it is just a bear. It's a bear. I think Colorado wins this one. I, I think Tampa Bay wins the series. That being said, I could be totally backwards on that. It could go the other way around. I, it's, this is a tough, tough game. And as such, I'm going to split things up a little bit. I'm going to try to avoid paying juice. Here's what I decided to do. I'm going to take a unit on this game, but I'm going to do half of it on Colorado to win, full game money line, paired up with over four and a half on the same game parlay at plus 100. Do the other half on Colorado to win an under seven and a half at plus 120. Worst case scenario, if I'm right on Colorado, is a, is a slight profit to break even. So worst case scenario, if Colorado wins, of course, and we'll get to that in a second, is that it's eight goals or more and therefore don't get the under seven and a half, but get the over four and a half at plus 100. So it's an absolute wash. It's as if it never happened. If it's seven or less, but four or less as well, then we'll win a small amount because the under seven and a half is at plus 120. So a small amount there. And a push comes a shove. I'm going to probably, I would go, I would probably assume the under is more likely in this situation than the over. In the adjusted lines, as far as a naked line on six, I don't, I don't even know where to go with that one. But I think it's in that range is pretty tight, and as such, we're right on one and a half either either side of it here. Now I think that the middling of it, meaning that we get five, six, or seven goals, is extremely high potential. I think it's about a ninety percent chance of coming in in that range, which means then we get both if. Colorado wins. So again, if Colorado wins, wins, there's no risk no matter what the score of the game is, and there's a potential for a small profit if it goes outside of our 5, 6, 7 range. 5, 6, and 7, we get them both. Now, what's the other side of the coin? Well, Colorado may not win this. There's another option you can do if you like this. You could take Tampa Bay plus 1.5, so they can lose by 1. And over four and a half at minus 115. And you can take Tampa Bay plus one and a half and under seven and a half at minus 110. Those are viable options. And there's absolutely, there's no doubt about it, they're viable options. Colorado wins four to three, you win the bet. Colorado, or Colorado wins three to two, you win the bet. That, I almost switched back and said that because I was starting to lose my faith in Colorado in this one. And, sw and switch that one. But then the two-goal scenario popped into my head. I don't like that too much. Now, the good thing about this Tampa Bay side, and I'm, trying, I'm not trying to, I'm just giving you the idea that there's a lot of options in this game. And I thought about doing a quarter of a unit on each of these, which is really hedging everything. And then I said, you know, eventually you got to pick a side. And that side for me is Colorado. But I can't fault you if you want to take a quarter unit or whatever your mentality is but taking Colorado over Colorado under and then Tampa Bay plus one and a half on the same under and over 
in theory, you could win all four. But I think there's a possibility that it's not the case. Now, chances of Colorado winning by two in this are decreased because of the goaltender in Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky. That was a, I did not like Colorado or the, the previous bets in Colorado to take the opponent plus one and a half. That made no sense to me at all. No sense because the goaltending was not up to par. In the Tampa Bay-New York game a series, that had some value because of Shesterkin and, and uh, Vasilevsky being the two best goaltenders in the league this year anyway. And I think you could argue, well, Vasilevsky's been maybe for three years and Shesterkin really came alive this year. But anyway, he's not playing anymore. So you've got what are the what, what's the matchup? Why am I? Why do I like Colorado? Let me do that as quick as I can because this, this cannot be a half-hour podcast. No one will download it. So matchup-wise, let's look at what Tampa Bay did to Florida. Florida is a similar team to Colorado. So this is the contrary inside first. Very high-scoring teams, Colorado and Florida. Weak, weak goaltending. Not disgusting goaltending, but not what you want and then the defense though defense for florida in front of their goal tender not really very good at all colorado's is not bad and they've been getting better they've been putting more focus on that colorado's significant edge over florida basically the same offense i was i would say the goaltending is the same same tier for sure you could definitely argue which side which ones are better uh, goaltenders, speaking of Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz, and quite frankly, I would I would prefer that for Colorado say that they put Francouz in, but I think it's leaning towards Darcy Kemper. If it had been Darcy Kemper in goal for Colorado for seven games, they would not have swept Edmonton. Let's put it that way. They still four I mean, zero. They're still beating Edmonton, but they wouldn't have swept them. It wouldn't have happened. Francouz, I think, has got it on target more than. Kemper right now, but hey, anything can happen. Think the, the tides can change. Uh, so anyway, if you look at that, Tampa Bay swept Florida, but Colorado is not Florida. I did mention, though, offenses are the same. Goaltending is the same. Defense, though, is a significant, pretty significant edge. You got Kale McCarr in there for one on Colorado's side. Now, he obviously, he's part of their offense. He's, he's like another forward on the ice, but that being said, that's why I like Tampa Bay probably for the series. I just think it's going to end up that way. Now, let's talk about this game. Well, it's at home. That's a significant deal here. Their Colorado's home ice advantage is pretty tremendous. Tampa Bay is a good team anywhere, but look what happened to them against New York. They lost both games in New York, then they came back and won two in Tampa Bay, then one in New York, then back in Tampa Bay. If it had gone to New York for seven, you never know. New York's a formidable team, especially with the goaltending that they had in place with Chesterkin. All right. Now, uh, so that's the Florida versus Colorado matchup on similar, trying to get similar opponents. Now, who did Colorado beat? The la- last two. Let's just go with the last two where the competition became more fierce. They beat St. Louis, and it took them six games to do that. And then they swept Edmonton. And then Tampa Bay swept Florida and then took six games to beat New York. So they both are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. They both have a sweep. They both have a one win in six. 
Uh, and again, I mentioned Colorado and Florida have more similarities, um, but yet Edmonton also is something. Colorado just beat Edmonton four to zero, and Edmonton has similarities to Florida. The Tampa Bay beat four to zero, so you got to look at that as well. Uh, in this case, I would say Florida's goaltending actually a little bit better than than Edmonton's, although the stats didn't show that. They showed that Smith was actually decent, Mike Smith. Defense in front of the goalie, fairly similar. Offense, fairly similar. Better players, yeah, to Edmonton, but depth goes to Florida by far. Uh, as far as St. Louis and Colorado, that was a, that's a formidable team. Uh, St. Louis and New York Rangers, meaning they're, they're trying to do opponent-to-opponent opponent for Tampa Bay and Colorado, respectively. St. Louis, high-powered offense, actually had – Decent goaltending going on in the series. And then um, for the Rangers, again, excellent goaltending. And I would say better better firepower in the playoffs, not necessarily during the season. So I think Tampa Bay, again, gets the advantage and head there. And, again, that's why I'm leading the series, but I can't bet the series. It just ruins everything. So we're going to go with the whole home situation here. Now you've got Kadri questionable for Colorado, but they finished off Edmonton without him. It's possible you got Brandon Point coming back for Tampa Bay, but he's still out. But they missed; they've been missing him for the entire playoffs, so that's just an advantage there. Uh, all this is saying that I'm, you know, I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay, but again, that's for the series. Why am I taking it for this game? Well, my numbers, and this is I'm trying to cut everything down as quick as I can. I don't have Tampa Bay winning this in any of my top five scenarios here. I've got the score 3.49 for Colorado, 2.75 for, for Tampa Bay. None of the top five models would have Col- uh, Tampa Bay winning this outright. Uh, again, that would be leaning towards the over six, but there's not a lot of reasons to take over, to be honest with you, especially since we could see that Colorado started playing more defense and Vasilevsky's the best goalie that Colorado's faced for as far as retarding points of Colorado's offense you would be worried that Tampa Bay would be able to put some points on the board and that Colorado can uh, out, will have to outscore them to win. Is That's why the, the over would be the slight lean. But I think the eyeball is telling me, my gut's telling me, it could be a lower-scoring game. But I think it gets to five. I don't know how else to cut this down any further than I already have. I don't have hours to cut and paste and, and refine and write a script. That's not how I'm doing this. I'm doing this basically for free. So... Uh, that's what I have. I have Colorado in over four and a half, and Colorado in under seven and a half. And look for a middle on the points, five, six, or seven. Hopefully that made sense. I didn't give a lot of reasons to take Colorado other than my points, but that's really the, the whole purpose of this. Is my 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 numbers are going into this, and sometimes I just give you a number and call it a day. I'm, I guess I'm giving strength for why. It's a tough one to call, and why have a Bay plus one and a half as value, uh, and we'll leave it at that. I'm telling you, I've told you what I've done. All right, baseball. We're going with Atlanta on the run line, minus 114 in that range. There's some some play in there. Next one, I'm going to take New York Yankees plus one and a half and under seven and a half. Now, that's something a little rare, taking Yankees plus one and a half a point at home. I like the under in this game. I like under seven, really. 
but it's getting down to the point with the, the juice involved up in that 125 range where I don't want to pay that. So I would pass on the total, but I certainly lean under in this game for sure. I lean to the Yankees in this game at home. It's not a slam dunk against McClanahan and Tampa Bay. I do have this a universal win for the Yankees in top three models. 4.11 to 3.68, which, by the way, obviously is not under 7. My, my eyeballs and further analysis tells me this is a lower-scoring game. The numbers don't indicate that. What I'm going to do, again, is the Yankees plus 1.5 and under 7.5. So if Tampa Bay wins 4-3, to I'm taking home the pot of gold on that one, so to speak. All right, the next bet is ta- Toronto and Baltimore. Toronto let us down yesterday. Darn it. Going to take, we could look at Toronto minus one and a half, and I did. That would be my play if it wasn't minus 145 or so, so no thanks. And I looked at minus two and a half at minus 105. I don't like the odds, odds of three, three. Now, that being said, I believe all the victories for Toronto in their last 10 games, I think they have six out of 10, all of them by three or more, I think. But I'm mixing up my numbers there, possibly because I crossed that one off. What I'm doing is I'm doing Toronto to win and under an over seven and a half. We got to get to eight, I think, with these two teams that happens. So I actually think it's more like a nine. So we just get to eight, it's good. So Toronto and over seven and a half is minus 105. That's the only way I can play it. And then we'll take St. Louis and under 12 and a half. Now, why St. Louis? You got Flaherty coming back. This is the first time he's pitched all season. He's their ace. He's their ace. He's their guy. But yet, only two rehab starts and not very deep into those games. Pitched, I think, three innings and pulled them out. I guess they're saying, hey, he's a veteran. We don't need to see much. The guy says he's healthy. Let him come back and pitch. Now he's going to come back and pitch against major league pitchers. But he is their ace. So you got to take St. Louis, but why would I want to pay in the 160 range? The only reason why it's not much more than 160 is because it is his first game back against a team like Pittsburgh. They suck. They're terrible. I think they have the worst run differential in all of baseball. I think they're minus 100 or something like that. They've been outscored by 100 runs. They're terrible. So you've got you've to go with St. Louis here, but why pay the juice? So take it with under 12.5, and, and you get it at minus 105. I think the chances of St. Louis scoring more than, say, 10, getting up to 10, is pretty slim. And I don't think Pittsburgh can score three. So there's 13, which would be a loser. I don't think we'd get to that. So St. Louis under 12 and a half, and it's worth it to me. Yeah, if it's, you know, St. Louis to win is the scenario. The question is St. Louis money line, naked money line, just take them to win, whether it's 1 nothing or 15 to nothing. Or 15 to 14, or St. Louis to win in the total game 12 runs or less. I think that 55, 60 area point differential on the on the juice is worth it. If I the chances of losing this one is significantly less than the value of those points to me, meaning that if somehow Flaherty can't stay very long, he gets lit up because it's the first time facing major league hitting. Although, quite frankly, I don't know that Pittsburgh is much better than the minor league teams he was facing. But that being said, uh, the risk is worth it to take the under 12.5. The next game is San Diego visiting the Cubs. I'm going to go with San Diego on the money line, plus 125. Maybe it's 120 for you. You shop around, of course, and it should be moving. It should be moving towards San Diego, I think. I got the San Diego 5.48, the Cubs 4.61. Now, 
that would tell you to take the under potentially. I, I can't. The wind is blowing out hard. It's a warm day in Chicago. The ball's going to fly. Saw that yesterday. I was tempted to take the over yesterday. Wish I had, of course. But I felt like we had some uh, ground ball tendency pitchers going in the game. At least enough that I didn't want to take the under because the wind doesn't have much value when it's a ground ball. It's just a matter of whether there's enough fly balls that would be uh, wafting over the feet, over the fence, over the walls. So um, I won't touch the total again, although certainly I would lean over. I thought about doing that San Diego and then adjusted over just to get even more money out of it. But when push comes to shove, you're you're plus money already. Why? Why play with fire on that one? So San Diego, just to win the game, who cares? One to nothing or 17 to 14 or something, who cares? All right, Dodgers and the Angels. We're going to go with the Dodgers on their run line at plus money, plus 105, plus 106, that range. It's the only way to play this one. Certainly Dodgers, just to win by one, has a better chance of coming in. And I have this one just barely enough to get to the run line. I have it just over a run, and that's my touch point i need to get one run in my numbers to be able to better run line and i have it 5.13 or 4.12 uh that was rounded down so it's 5.133 4.1167 if that matters but it's one run it's enough for me i'm getting plus money it makes it valuable i do not want to risk the money line at minus 160 range on these two teams i, I just won't so that's what it is and then we go to the parlays. We'll take Atlanta and Toronto for two legs at plus money. And we'll take Atlanta, Toronto, and St. Louis for three legs at big plus money in the plus 236 range there. And that's all. Best of luck.